0: Listen, Esty, can I just be candid about something? We have recorded for half of this episode, and we have not even mentioned your husband's name. <laughs> We're like, that? <I'm> <laughs> <laughs> tell me about your dress, though.
1: <laughs> <laughs> your dress, and then I'll tell you about my husband. Poor guy. So- he knew what he was getting into. He, did. he totally knew what he signed up for. So, <laughs> dress-wise, I.
0: Are you planning a jewish or interfaith wedding are you lost on where to even begin planning the ceremony let alone finding a rabbi to help you well it doesn't matter whether one of you is jewish or you're both jewish you deserve a guide so take a deep breath i promise it will all be okay welcome to your jewish wedding with rabbi leanne here I can be everyone's rabbi, (laughs) yours too. My guests and I will share everything we know to help make your Jewish or interfaith wedding full of tradition and perfectly yours. Okay, Welcome, everyone, to your Jewish Wedding Podcast. I have an incredible episode for you today. It is a Jewish Wedding Story episode, but it is extra sparkly and special because we are going to be talking to Esty from the Bride Tender Podcast (laughs) about her wedding, which was less than two years ago, and I know that you all are dying to hear all about it. Hi, Esty.
1: Hi, thank you so much for having me. It's like so fun to be able to come on your podcast. And oh, gosh, I really haven't been like a like a guest on a podcast only one time. And it was like many years ago. So oh, really never. Would you like to be a guest on people's podcasts? I would. Yeah. I think okay. like you- I think if like it applies to me and I know that I have like something to
0: say or something to talk about, then absolutely. Well, podcasters, especially wedding podcasters, you heard it here first. She'd like to come on your show if, if she thinks it oh, works yeah. out. And a lot of people follow Esty, so it will work out for both of you. <laughs> well, you agreed to come on to the Jewish Wedding Podcast to talk about your own Jewish wedding. Yes. And I said it was so extra super sparkly and special because you are a wedding planner or you have been a wedding planner. Mm-hmm. So you know all the ins and outs and you had already thought about every single detail before, before it started. But usually I, my focus is on ceremony stuff. Mm -hmm. So, um, I guess just in general though, before we dive into any questions, what made you want to have a Jewish wedding? Well,
1: both myself and my husband are both Jewish. We were raised, we were actually both raised conservative. Um, Which it's funny because I still think we were raised so totally different. Um, mm. So it, it it goes to show it doesn't necessarily matter um, because I think we both grew up very differently, um, and even just like the level of like religiousness and things that like our parents expected versus what we expect and things were so totally different. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) not to say that that caused any hurdles, but it was definitely things that we had to, you know, kind of navigate through our planning process. But because we both were raised Jewish, we both went grew up going to Hebrew school. We grew up being bar and Bat mitzvah. Like it only made sense for us to have a Jewish wedding with a Jewish ceremony, have a lot of the uh, different traditions like brought in there. So amazing.
0: Was there anything that either of your parents expected of you that you were just like, "Guys, that's not going to happen?"
1: Yeah. So um, my in-laws expected that we should be having a kosher wedding, which Mm -hmm. we're both not kosher. So I was like, no. (laughs) Um, So yeah, that was definitely something that we had to navigate. Um, But I think other than that, we were on pretty much the same page.
0: Okay. Now, when you thought about your own wedding, as I imagine you definitely 1000% did even before, long before you got engaged. Yeah. What did you envision? Like what was your vision of the day like and especially in terms of like the Jewish parts?
1: So it's it's funny because I think as I got closer to my wedding, I realized there were certain things that I wanted to do that beforehand I was like definitely not. Okay. Um, which I used to like growing up. I-, I think growing up, you go to a lot of bar and bar mitzvahs, you do the horror. There's just certain things that you do. And I was like, oh, I don't want to do the horror. <gasps> I know, I-, I know. I'm like, seriously? Who-, who-, who was I kidding? And then as I got closer to my wedding, I was like, how do we not do it? Like, we are both Jewish. This is like a huge part of our culture. It really kind of gets the party going. So of course we did it. And they- thank God that we did. I think it would have been, I think it would have been like a loss for us
0: if we didn't. Were you scared though, up on the chairs? Was it scary?
1: Yeah. Well, my biggest thing is it was like, I don't want to fall off. You know? Like, I was <laughs> Before like, your honeymoon. Yeah. I'm like, I, I'm like, I just don't want to be like embarrassed in the middle of like oh my gosh, my, my wedding. Um, God but thank
0: God. I, like all, all went smoothly. So <laughs> <laughs> I've talked to so many couples. I ask them at the beginning of our first big planning call, do you have any must haves or must nots? And I think because they're talking to me, they go right into Jewish mode. And so many of them um, say the horror, we have to have the horror. Yeah. And I think it's for because it's for a lot of couples, it's like party times, and that they have that kind of vibe. Um, and it's also just one Jewish thing they can do without having to like learn anything or believe anything or anything or get anything special, you know? So, um, it's very interesting that you didn't want to do that. Um, (laughs) so, um, so who did you choose to officiate your wedding? So I had Rabbi Hoffman who
1: actually, um, used to live down the block from my parents, So yeah. So we like, I grew up knowing him. He actually wasn't my rabbi growing up, um, because he was just like with a different temple that was like a couple towns over. But then he had, he ended up moving over to my grandparents' temple and he did like the, um, when my grandfather passed, which is like a bunch of years ago, he Mm -hmm. did the, um, like the funeral, like he was there for, and he did just such a great job. And he's just like a really funny, really dynamic guy. And so I was like, well, we know that like, we want to get married by a rabbi. Like this is like a no brainer. I mean, again, you know, you're, you're dealing with, another family coming in, right? So like not right. just my own family, so I'm sure, you know, it was, it's one it's one family wanting things one way, one family wanting things another way, but for me at the end of the day, I'm like this is you know, not not to sound like rude, but I'm like this is my day. Like of course. I'm like of this course. is my day. I'm not I'm going we're going to do it our way and honestly, my husband and I were on the same page, which is all that matters. And um So we ended up um,
0: booking with Rabbi Hoffman and everybody absolutely loved him, loved him. He was hysterical. I think it makes it a little easier when somebody already has a connection with a rabbi, especially Mm -hmm. with like the in-laws because – You know, people who grow up Jewish and sort of know the Jewish world know that it can be kind of difficult to find a rabbi. And so especially if you have one that's sort of like your family rabbi and also you have a connection with, I don't think anyone would have dreamed of asking you to not you know, have Rabbi Hoffman officiate. Right. Yeah. So, like
1: My family was like so happy that he was like who I chose. Um, but then also just like on the day of like my in-laws really liked him, however, all the guests at the, at the, um, res- at like our wedding really liked him. They thought he was like very funny. And, um, yeah, so it was, it was a really great experience. Like 10 out of 10. If I was doing it <laughs> over, would would pick the same guy like he
0: was great. He was really. Now, I think you told us uh when I was a guest on your podcast that you also had a canter under your chuppah. I did. I did.
1: So, that's like what's so funny because that was definitely like not something I was looking to happen. Um mm-hmm. we met with our rabbi about I want to say like four months before our wedding. And he was like, you know, asking us some stuff. He told us to like put together, like write something um, to like give him a backstory of like how we met and all these things. And when we sat down with him, he was like, well, you know, I really think you guys should have the cancer there. And I was like, no way. Like,
0: <laughs> you're what were you envisioning? When you know, I was like, wrong crowd here. <laughs> like, were, you, were you envisioning like hours of Yom Kippur I mean, prayers? Like, yeah, really
1: you're at temple Saturday morning, three hour service. <laughs> you know, like, like, like I'm doing my, uh, you know, my my minimum of ten that I had to do for Hebrew school. You know,
0: <laughs> uh, yes, I do know, I do know because I'm in the middle of that now with my daughter. I I told everyone on episode five of your Jewish wedding podcast, finding a rabbi that if you can find a cantor, you are a lucky duck and you should absolutely do anything you have to do to get him or her to be under your hubba because everybody will be full Lord. Would you say that yeah. that's accurate? Yeah. yeah. So what did he add to the ceremony?
1: Oh, well, you can see that they really are like quite a tag team, which is funny because that's what the rabbi was saying. He's like, I'm telling you like, we're the best team. We put on the best show And I was like, all right, fine, like, fine, whatever, fine. Like, I was like, this isn't like, not even to say worth a fight. Like, I'm like, you talked me into it. (laughs) So we had um, the cantor there. And it was funny because my friends who are not Jewish, who like wouldn't know what a cantor is, they ended up like after our wedding being like, oh my God, this singer was amazing. And it was just, (laughs) it made it like that much funnier, like for me.
0: When does anyone have like a designated singer at their wedding? So so funny. Yeah. So he did a great job. He did. Oh my gosh, I'm so glad. And I do. I really want to plug. If you guys can find a canter, not to (laughs) not to lose, you know, my role in your wedding. But I have a friend in town who's a canter, and she will make you cry. She will make everybody. I mean, she's just phenomenal. So tell me, let's dish. Tell me everything about the wedding day. First of all, did you guys have like any separation uh, leading up to the wedding? Um, like so the, the traditional the, days or whatever. Um, so the night
1: before we didn't spend together. Um, I was at the hotel, he was at our apartment. We like got ready like separately and everything, and then at um at the venue is where we did where we did our like first look.
0: So okay. We-
1: yeah, so we did our first look at the venue. Um, we took, like, a bunch of pictures and everything after that, and then we signed the Ketubah together before, okay. you know, beforehand. So okay. Yeah, so it was – I mean, it was definitely, like, a great experience. I feel like having – I mean, I didn't do that whole, like,
0: week leading up we didn't see each other. No. Um did- did yeah. you have like a special throne where people were asking you for blessings or you were surrounded by all the women? Did you do any of that?
1: No, yeah. no. So I've worked a bunch of like kosher, um, more religious weddings that did like a tish and a bedeckin. Like mm-hmm. I've done, I've worked that, but I didn't grow up where that was like right. the norm for for me, I guess, right. or like those weddings were the norm for me to like mm-hmm you know, be a guest at. So I think it would have been like also kind of like weird for my mom. Like mm-hmm. if I was like, yeah, we're gonna like do a bedecken. She'd be like, what?
0: <laughs> yeah, it would have felt like like maybe you were like play acting like old country Jews, you know, like let's <laughs> yes. you know, like let's just pretend let's go back. I think it's so interesting because I tell people about the Bedeccan and how like actually the Jews invented the first look because <laughs> you've terrible. heard me complain about first looks already. (laughs) Uh, We have so many first looks for like um, standard American weddings now, but, um, the Bedeck like really is, but it's, I think you're exactly right. It's really hard for people to like get into that, that mood. If it's not something they right if they grew up with or all their friends did it, you know, it's, um, it's one of those things that I think if it's emotional for you, you're going to feel emotional during it. But if it's not, you won't, because it requires so much participation too, from also people who get that paradigm.
1: Yeah, it's it's if you're not if you're not used to that, it's kind of weird to be like, oh, I'm just gonna like do this on like the one the biggest day, right? Like do that. It's I don't know. I feel like it would feel off,
0: and it just adds more to your schedule too. And if there's a if there's a bride who really just wants to build in as much cushion time as possible, you know that might not be it. Wait, wait, who planned your wedding? Me. You did. Yeah. So how were you feeling like the day of? Were you okay?
1: Yeah, I feel like I was totally fine. I mean, I worked with all vendors who I knew Mm -hmm. Um, and even like the venue manager at my at like my venue where I got married, I knew because we used to work together. So I worked with all people that I knew pretty well. Um, You know, I think that the things that stressed me out were certain people, which is. You know it happens. There's always something. There's always something to stress people out. I think like I am definitely type A, but I had it all under control.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I know. Like what you? (laughs) No, no, never. (laughs) No, we love you. We love you for it, though. (laughs) So you all. What time was your
1: chuppah? So it was um, three o'clock invite for, and then three thirty ceremony. All right. So So you had. yeah. So this was like another thing. I originally really wanted a Saturday night, which mm-hmm. um, Saturday night you have to do after you know after sundown, sundown mm-hmm. which would would have been fine for us because we were getting married in the winter. So sundown is at <sighs> like four thirty five o'clock. Right. But. Um, I got married at, in the very beginning of 2022. So, uh, so many dates had been like people who had to move from 2020 and 2021. So when we booked our wedding thing, the world was kind of like turning back around. It like seemed Okay. But there weren't a lot of dates open. So we ended up going with a Sunday because there were no Saturdays open. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, if I'm going to go with Sunday, then I'm
0: going to go a little bit earlier because I didn't want people leaving early. Right. Exactly. Okay. So you had a Sunday wedding. Mm-hmm. And let's see. Oh, your Kachuba. We completely skipped your Kachuba. So you, who was at your Kachuba ceremony? Um, My bridal party. So okay. like bridesmaids and groomsmen. Both
1: sets of our parents mm-hmm. um, and then the rabbi and, uh, yeah, the rabbi and cantor. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so we each like pick someone because you know how you have to have like for signing your ketubah. So. Yes. And now I know in like the Jewish religion that it's technically like you're supposed to have like a male who's like not. I know it's very like, yes. Bruce? So yeah, so I did actually follow it because, um, my husband chose like one of his like best guy friends who's Jewish, mm-hmm. and I chose one of my best guy friends. Who's
0: How nice. Yeah. Oh good.
1: So, yeah. So my friend Jack was like at our Kutuba signing, and like he was like so honored to do it, and like it felt really, really, really special to have him.
0: Did you sign in Hebrew? Ooh. I got to pull back. I got to pull my ketubah back out. Okay. So did you, you didn't get a giant like art ketubah?
1: Like I did. I did. I didn't, I didn't frame it yet. It's about like the one thing that I didn't do. I do, Our ketubah is in Hebrew. That I know. Yeah. I can't believe you didn't frame it yet with so type A. I know. I know. It's literally sitting on my desk in my bedroom, actually.
0: I know. I just. I just did an episode about the Kachuba ceremony. I literally spent half the episode explaining to people that I am terrified about their Kachuba's safety and will they please put it in a (laughs) frame.
1: Right? Yeah. No, it makes sense.
0: It definitely makes sense. I don't know why we haven't yet, but we will. It's it's on the list. (laughs) You know, nothing's an emergency. I like, I, I hammer on about certain points, but it's like nothing, we can fix anything, you know? (laughs) And I think the day of like, I try to be that kind of like personality, like, you know what? Everything's fine. No matter what happens, everything's fine. Really, all I have to do is sign the marriage license. Other than that, like, kind of anything could happen. So,
1: yeah. Well, I also always explain to like brides and grooms, like, once like your wedding day is here, like, you kind of got to let like a lot kind of like go over your head because otherwise you're going to not enjoy your day. And I've seen. Brides to freak out about like v- something very minuscule that like nobody else sees but them, and I and I have to like be like, listen, like this is the biggest day. Like, not yeah. only are like you getting married, but like you also spent a lot of money for today. Like, please, <laughs> like right. please, no, exactly. like I want you to enjoy it because it's a for
0: the most part a once in a lifetime thing. Please God, yeah. It's very stressful to plan a wedding and to get married. So please God, it should only be once. Your wedding day, your wedding is like an organism. Yeah. And there's all, you have like this team. And I feel like you do. everybody who hires any part of their wedding team, this is like not about Jewish weddings. It's just about weddings in general. Excuse yeah. me, tangents. But I feel like I want every bride and groom to ask, how do you fit into the wedding day team? Because yeah. if they can answer that, in, in, in any way that's like uh what do you mean <laughs> then you yeah. can kind of I feel like you can kind of trust your team to like work together like personally once I get to the venue I talk to the bride and groom as little as possible unless it's like chatty chatty time but about any details right. it's like that's I'm not talking to them about that it's my job to like handle that apart from them so
1: yeah anyway. you're just trying to like I nobody wants to like go to the bride and groom on, on their day and like ask them any questions. Like, Um,
0: no, they're royalty on that day. Um, yeah. So did you have the whole processional? How did you decide on your processional? So I did, I had,
1: um, I feel like it's nice when like bridesmaids and groomsmen walk down together. Um, also it saves time. Um, that's a big thing that people don't, don't think bad. They'll be like, oh, well, I have everybody walking down one by one. I don't understand that. That takes like
0: 10 minutes. I know.
1: That's why I'm like, why why are you doing that? I did
0: not realize that until I filmed a wedding I officiated. And I'm like, I know I didn't officiate a 35 minute wedding, but I didn't. I didn't. It was the processional just took so long, but I feel like nobody really, really cares because they don't notice. They're just like, you know, enjoying the pretty sights, but as a wedding planner, it makes sense that you would have wanted to like curtail that. Cause you would have been counting down the minutes yeah. in your head. I didn't have like a huge, huge
1: bridal party. I had six bridesmaids, six groomsmen. And, um,
0: you know, so it was like in between, you know, that's like, like Ohio huge. I feel like that's East coast medium.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. East coast. It's like 10 to 12. Like oh I, didn't, I didn't, do that. I didn't do that. I had six Um, so like five bridesmaids and my maid of honor, my husband had five groomsmen and his best man. Um, so like the way that we had, you know, he walked down with his parents. I, and then I was like very last. I walked down with my parents.
0: Okay. Obviously I'm sorry.
1: Oh, I did want to point out because in obviously a Jewish wedding, you get walked down by both parents as long as you know. They're both, you know, alive and well and able Mm -hmm. to. And growing up, you know, I think we see a lot of movies where it's, like, the father of the bride walks the bride down. And I used to be, like, oh, no, like, I don't want both of my (laughs) parents to walk me down. But as, you know, now that – I mean, and even, you know, when I got married, it was, like, I couldn't even have imagined, like, not having both of my parents there to do that. Mm -hmm. Not
0: having your mom – and looking at it
1: now as like, you know, I, like as like a grown woman and like, I don't have children yet, but I know that I, I will. It's like, well, I want to
0: be there too. I want to <laughs> be involved too, of course. Like I did just as much work, if not more yeah, on this person.
1: That's <laughs> what my mom always said. She's like, listen, I brought you into this world. I'm walking you down the aisle. And I'm like, and you know, back then I like thought that was so annoying, but, but like like, leading up to my wedding, like, I was like, yeah, there's – like, my mom sh-
0: should have that moment. Like, of course oh. she Yeah. That's so wonderful. And, you know, with the traditional Jewish processional it makes it easy to to give her that, like, spotlight yeah. is as opposed to, like, trying to come up with something that I see sometimes brides scrambling because they want that – they want their dad only, but then mom has to have something too. And it just, you know, easy peasy, done, done. Are, how big of a thing is, like, feminism for you? Is that, like, big on your radar where you just, like – with um for yourself like in your life
1: so I like teeter back and forth I have certain things where I think I'm like I I don't think I'm like a feminist by any means but then I have certain aspects where I'm just like you know women should make as much as men and women should this like I definitely kind of teeter back and forth
0: I'm just asking because in my experience like people who who have both parents walk bride and groom down who are like really feminist in their daily lives and social, whatever they love it because the traditional American wedding has dad walking his daughter down the aisle. And there is a strong vibe that he is giving her to this other man. Yeah. And that is just, that has never been a thing in Jewish tradition. Right. I don't, I don't even think there's a possession angle to it. I think it's just we're walking her the last few steps before she makes her own household. So, yeah. I, I for people who are really like who are really especially like socially liberal, they tend to love that custom and really like feel good about it.
1: I think and and I've worked weddings that are interfaith also um but and weddings that are not Jewish but what I will say is I see a lot more people now walking down the aisle with both their parents regardless of like if they're oh. Jewish or not because you know what it is a little awkward to be like oh no like my mom's just going to walk down alone or she's going to walk down with uncle so and so and it's like it kind of makes the mother and the bride seem irrelevant when like they're not like the mother of the bride is very, very important and very crucial mm-hmm. in the wedding. So I do feel like, and, and I've worked, you know, so even like a lot of weddings where I have, where if the parents are divorced or something, um, you know, I'll have the, the couple speak to me and they'll be like, Hey, I don't really know exactly how we should do like the lineup, and uh, and we go through it together. And I'm like, you know what? Who's your mom walking down with? And they're like, oh, you know, I I don't know. Like, and I go, what if she walks you down?
0: Uh, like, oh, do that's yeah. the groom. Like, so if, if, and even
1: if the groom's not Jewish, and he'll he'll be like, oh, like, is that like weird to walk down with my parents? I'm like, no, it's
0: a little, it's a little Jewish flavor in every I wedding. I like, You're me. welcome, America. You're <laughs> welcome. <laughs> Now, okay. I am obviously going to connect or put in the show notes, any pictures that you will allow me to. But if we're just listening and we're not going to click on the show notes because like I never do set the scene for us, you're walking into your beautiful Sunday afternoon wedding. What does it look like? What's the vibe? What's the atmosphere?
1: So my venue had a lot of like green and gold, and I am extremely matchy, matchy, matchy. Like when I do something, I need it to match like all the way. So I ended up actually like going with that color scheme. And I had like my bridesmaids and my mom and my mother-in-law all in like shades of green. Um also velvet for the bridesmaids because it's like it was winter time so it kind of like really worked I had the groomsman in hunter green tuxedos He's and nice. my my little um I had a little ring bearer and he loves tuxedos so he was also in a hunter green tuxedo so cute oh my gosh um and then like all of the decor was like greens and golds. Like I matched everything to a Um, I had rentals of like linens and different tables. Um, my flowers, I had like a little bit of a pop of like lavender Oh, just to like make the room pop because- Wow. And so you stood
0: out, you should stand out. Yeah, you
1: you need it needs to almost be three dimensional. Like if you have like two colors, it's almost like you don't have that pop. But if you add in a third, then you're like, wow, now I really see the green. Now I really see the gold. So um my my huppa was a gold mirrored huppa.
0: Oh my gosh, I'm dying. Oh my I I wish we could travel back in time and you could invite me. I'm like, I know, know, me too. It's as
1: time goes on, I can't believe that it's almost two years because you know, trends also trends also like die, right? You know, and
0: stop. Mirrored gold will never die. (laughs) And
1: that is why you picked it. (laughs) I yeah. I mean, everything I did for my wedding was very classic, but it's so funny how, you know, we saw so many of like the light up neon signs like yes. which which I did too. Like I had a of photo booth, course. I had a neon sign, you know. We have that neon sign to actually like hang up in our house. And um and it's just funny cuz I was like a lot of things I did were not were almost like a little bit more above and beyond like what you would see a li- like at a regular wedding, like at a wedding you'll see a lot of white. Like white linens, white everything. I didn't do anything white. Right. The only white thing in that room was my dress.
0: It sounds very luxe. It was like you were going for like a, this is very like luxurious and, and you were the shining star in white.
1: I wanted it to feel like winter wonderland, but not like frozen with like the light blue or the light pink. You know, I wanted, I wanted more of like, I wanted that like rich forest green to like really show.
0: It's not Hanukkah. Hanukkah's over.
1: Hanukkah's over. We're We're in in green now. (laughs) Yes. Yes. You know, and it was right by Valentine's Day. So I was like, Mm. I can't, I would have thought about doing red, but the venue had so much green and then it would have been looking like Christmas in there. And that would have been confusing. Mm Mm-hmm. I would have been confusing well, About
0: Listen, Esty, can I just be candid about something? We have recorded for half of this episode and we have not even mentioned your <laughs> husband's name. We're like, who's
1: that? Oops. <laughs> <laughs> tell me about your dress, though. <laughs> I'll, <laughs> tell dress and then I'll tell you about my <laughs> husband. <laughs> oh my, so, my gosh. So, Poor guy. He yeah, knew what he, he was totally getting into. Knew what he signed up for um so (laughs) dress wise I I didn't like do change of dresses or anything like that I had one dress um I didn't want like back and forth of like changing outfits and like I wanted to like fully be like in my wedding the entire time I chose um an essence of Australia dress I got it from um Blossom Brides in Rockville Center which is one town over from where I live I originally was planning to wear my mom's dress, have it like revamped. Um, but oh. I went to Blossom Brides to just try some stuff on to see what like I liked on myself. And um, my friend who's a wedding dress mm-hmm. designer, I sent her a photo of me in the dress. I said, this is kind of what I'm thinking. She said, "Estee, how much are they charging you for this dress? I told her the price. She goes, buy the dress. She goes, we'll turn your mom's, we'll turn your mom's dress into something else. So I bought the dress. Um it was strapless and I really really wanted an off the shoulder sleeve. So um the seamstress was able to make me one and I bought all these like like fake flowers off of Amazon and she sewed them all together and made this like like chunky it was like a big off the shoulder sleeve.
0: You guys will see. It is absolutely flawless and gorgeous. Did Rabbi Hoffman have any requirements for you? No, about dress? he
1: didn't. He never said anything. I mean, I know when that you're was. like up on a bema, um, you have to like have your arms covered. Um, I don't know how strict or not like that is at this point, but obviously that was the thing back in the day. I didn't do it for that reason, but I just wanted that off the shoulder sleeve look. So yeah, yeah, it worked out. Um, No, he never said anything. The the biggest thing that rabbi happened was like, he's like, yeah, so like, are we going to like circle the groom? And I was like, no. And (laughs) I was like, no. And then he's like, what if we just do three times? And I was like fine. And I don't know how I,
0: I'm telling you, I don't know how you fucked me into these things, it. but I did it. I I did it three times. You did it three times. And you, did your nameless husband also <laughs> circle you or no? <laughs> no? He didn't. And I think
1: if we went back in time, I would have made him do the other three circling me. Like, I don't know
0: what I was thinking. Like if I had to do it, Right. Because it feels a bit like I'm I'm the focus of attention. Why is nobody circles? No, that's exactly what it
1: should be. Like I I don't understand this like rule of like bride circling the groom. Like, no. (laughs) Are you glad you did it though? I mean, I feel like I just knew like in that moment I felt so awkward, but I was like, yeah, I'm like, whatever. I'm like, it didn't, it didn't like make me happy or make me sad. Like I was like, all right. It was like two seconds of time. We got it done.
0: (laughs) I will never tell this. I will never tell this to a bride that I'm planning with because I don't, there is this sense like I'm going to be embarrassed. I'm going to feel awkward. And I don't want her to feel that I want that, but I do know that the awkward or embarrassing or slightly unfamiliar moments are the moments when you look to the person you're marrying to ground you and to comfort you and sometimes like to laugh together. And a photographer loves that moment because uh, I find that a lot of times people become um, vulnerable with each other and it just makes the sweetest looks. So you did the circling and you felt, did you have like a little laugh moment with (laughs) your unnamed husband? Yes.
1: I feel like Ira and I were kind of like, like laughing during that because we just knew that I didn't want to do like, I probably like rolled my eyes during it. If I.
0: And I'm sure there's a beautiful photo from your photographer of like that because there is a little vulnerable connection. There is. You know, and I love
1: I feel like, I mean, no regrets. Like, I feel like we did a lot of, we did certain things like, you know, we drank the wine, we broke the glass. We were under chuppah. Um, Ira like lifted my veil once I, yeah, he oh, met he me like halfway down, down the aisle and he like lifted my veil and then we walked down the rest of it together.
0: Oh, that's so yeah, nice. It was really nice. That's so nice. So you did have a little bedeckin moment.
1: I, I guess. Yeah. Just nothing, nothing separate. Right. Like, we yeah. didn't have any like because separate like tish bedeckin. It was just more like down the right. aisle.
0: That's very, that's very sweet. Okay. Did you have any participants in the ceremony besides you, the rabbi and the cantor? Um, who were standing up there? Did the rabbi ask you if you wanted anybody to participate? Like did anybody to say kiddish do any readings or was it just you guys and your clergy? It was
1: just us and our clergy. I mean, our bridal party was standing up there too. and Like our parents were like really close to the chuppah. Um, but no, we didn't have any, like, readings. We didn't have anybody else, like, during the ceremony speak. Okay. We did do, like, the cutting of the challah and, like, the, like, wine during, um like, when we got into reception. And we had both of our uncles okay. do that.
0: Oh, that's so nice. Okay. So your parents, did your parents make any kind of fuss about not being under the chuppah with you? No, they didn't. Um, So...
1: It actually had nothing to do with my parents. I just didn't want, I didn't want like this, like to be feeling like hovered over. Like I really didn't. And Mm -hmm. so I had them like right beside the chuppah because the chuppah was just not big enough to have the rabbi, the cantor, me, Ira, both of his parents, both of my parents. Like it's too much.
0: It's it's too much and it's too close. I I feel like a lot of people don't really realize that. But if you know, I think if you had wanted your parents under there, you know, the rabbi and cantor would have known to move yeah, out of the way. Yeah, like whatever. Were,
1: I mean, I kind of like I like told my parents like ahead of time. It really had nothing to do with my parents. It's just sometimes like you don't always yeah. want that. Like even with your in laws, really.
0: Like, and I'm like, you know, and they were fine. I am hearing so many couples who like come to me and usually it's like uh, sometimes the in-laws, the the Jewish in-laws will take a little bit of advantage over the non-Jewish person getting married. And especially if it's the bride and they'll say, well, you know, that the, that the groom's parents stand under the chuppah. I have had this several times happen, by the way. And I have had to tell them the magic, there's four magic words that I give my, especially my brides. And it's very powerful. And the four words are Rabbi Leanne says, no. Yeah. And if Rabbi Leanne says, parents aren't allowed to stand under the chuppah, who's arguing? But I do have that, like, I find that a lot where parents are like, but we, but the parents stand under the chuppah. You know that, right? No, no. Yeah. So, and if SD Lavin did not have parents standing under the chuppah, then you don't. Have to. Okay, everybody. It's, it's I hope true. You, you, everybody it's absorbed true. Listen, that.
1: I tell people all the time like what you experience, like with your either your parents or your in laws, because it's always one or the other. It's either you and your family have like the nonsense or you have it with your in laws. And everybody and everybody experiences it. like I, I've never had one couple that like it's all always good on both sides all the time. It ju- it's just not like it, it's impossible for it to be. But Like, I'm like, like, I, I always tell my couples, I'm like, who's the difficult person? You tell me who they are. And I'll just like, I'll just like be on top of them to make them feel special because that's what I can do. Like,
0: and I can already tell you're super pro at that and it would totally work. I try to do that a little bit too, but I think like with the, with the wedding planner, I feel like that's sort of the role. And with, when you have a rabbi, I feel like there's a, there's a uh, like a religious respect that people have. And like, if the rabbi says no, yeah, who are yeah. you? You know? So that always works. That always works on yeah. my, on my side. And I want to empower anybody who's listening to this. If you have a rabbi or anybody who's like slightly authoritative, it doesn't matter if he said no, just, just say, say yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's okay. Because it because it's your wedding. Yeah. And that's like, the important I told,
1: part. I, okay. I told so, him that my rabbi, I was like, listen, like, I don't want to feel like hovered over. I just don't. And he's like, oh, fine. Okay. He's, like okay. We'll okay. Just, he's like, it's under the hub no, and that's fine. it. I'm like, okay.
0: And did did you do all the Hebrew things? Like you did the, did you do the vows in Hebrew? Yeah. Did you have your own vows? Yeah, we did uh,
1: vows in Hebrew. Um. We, did you do the index finger we, we wedding ring Yeah, where you like get married oh. in like like with solid bands. My my like everyday mm-hmm. bands are are not solid. Um, but we got married using like my in laws like wedding bands that were passed down. Um, and we got married in those on oh. the index finger. Yeah, yeah, we did.
0: That's so nice. And they did. Did they do all the seven wedding blessings yeah. in mm-hmm. Hebrew? Chanted them and everything. And. It, and that didn't feel weird or off for you at all. That felt all very yeah. familiar. I mean,
1: it was funny because I felt like it seemed very religious, our ceremony for like someone who I like, I wouldn't say that I really am like that, but, but it was, well, right. but it was special. And my grandma was there and she was watching and like, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I'm only planning to do this once. So like. God willing. So, God, so, God. so it was, it, I was okay doing all of those things.
0: What was it? You felt like you really, you liked the tradition of it. You liked that you fit in with people in the pet. Like, yeah, I it?
1: mean, I like, listen, there's certain things that I wouldn't do because like it would feel really weird to me. Like, I think like women and men sitting separately like that. I didn't grow up with any of that at temple. So like, that would have been weird, but like, to hear, you know, like certain songs being sang at my ceremony that I like heard in temple growing up, like that's special to see like my husband break the glass, to walk down with my parents, like oh. to be under a chuppah, you know, it, it really goes to show like it, it's, you know, not everybody has these same traditions and like Jewish people have these for like a reason and like why, why not do them?
0: That's important. Yeah. Did your rabbi and cantor do a lot of like explainers for your guests? Or was it like so Jewish Jewish people were just No, there for no, the they ride?
1: did. I mean, there was a lot in English. Like, I mean, I would say most of the everything was like English, other than like certain prayers and things like that. Um, but yeah, I think our our rabbi was like very funny. So he was he was really good at like connecting with everybody there, whether you were Jewish Ugh. or not.
0: You're a lucky duck. You and I were so lucky to have Rabbi Hoffman and the cantor. I'm just, I'm so, I, once again, I wish I, I was there. I wish know, could I go wish back I knew time. you then. But it's, <laughs> did he explain the breaking of the glass um, for everybody? I don't think so. Yeah, Do I don't think so.
1: I think no. like he was just kind of like, and now we're going to like. Break everybody yeah, was yeah. waiting for it. And I was so scared. So I was like, was that get you get it on the first time, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah. Did you, well, were you involved in that though? Because you had known about the glass. Did you provide yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, we did. You, you did. Okay. Because I've had couples who were like very scared and they do the light bulb for that reason. I, I think they we don't did want the any. light
1: bulb. Oh, you know, I think did so. You? Yeah.
0: I think so. That's a, that's a guarantee. Yeah.
1: We need guarantee for that. You know. <laughs> we
0: need. We need, we need, we need guaranteed smashes at weddings. <laughs> oh my God. So when I, so I know you went to your reception and your beautiful non-kosher reception and everybody danced and had a wonderful time and did hamotzi and you had the horror. Yep. When you look back on your Jewish wedding, because you had, it wasn't Jewish. You were just, you were like, sign me up for a Jewish wedding. <laughs> Rabbi, pretty much whatever that is, like, what do you got, you know, which is, which we don't see very often, but it's kind of, um, I don't know, it's kind of cool when it does happen, because you just kind of can roll right through and be like, all right, like, what are we doing old country? And what are we doing? And, and you you do get that idea that people are already connected. Like Esty and Ira already know they want this Jewish wedding and they already know that it's going to be really meaningful mm-hmm. to them. But when you look back on it, is there anything like about the ceremony or any like particularly Jewish moment that stands out to you as like, that was when, that was when the wedding happened. That was when we were married or like, this was the, this was So it. when we were like, after Ira broke the glass and like we kissed,
1: and we were walking back down the aisle because, you know, as the bride and groom, like you're the first ones to then walk out and we're like walking out like yep. it was just like, oh my God, like I can't believe we're married. Like that ceremony like really just happened. Like we're like, what? We're here. Like this is it.
0: Yeah. You felt like you knew it was going to happen, but like especially because it was like so traditional and whatever and like you you had all that you had that glass mash, like did you feel like you were suddenly just, like, part of the line of people that had had these, these ceremonies and, like, you were, like, in now? Yeah.
1: Like I official. felt like, you know, you know, they talk about, like, having wedding blues, right? And after my <laughs> bridal shower, which was about two and a half months before my wedding, I felt so – I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe it's over. And Ira was like, if you're like this after the bridal shower, what are you going to be like after the wedding? <laughs> and I was like, well, the bridal shower is really only about me, but the wedding is about both yes. of us. So it felt almost really sad yeah. after the shower because it's the last time it was fully about me. <laughs> but but right. after like, you know, as like, I felt like I really lived in the moment at our wedding that, but like the next day, of course, yeah. I was still riding a high. And then we went away, not like the day after our wedding, but the following day. And we're like away. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I can't believe it's over. Like, you know, um, I did things a lot faster than a lot of people do. Like okay. I, you know, I work in the wedding industry, so I knew everybody I was going to use. I, I knew a lot. I knew what it would look like mm-hmm. that. I'm like, I don't need to wait a year and a half. I don't need to wait two years. Like, I'm yeah. like, this is the man that I love right. this, who I'm going to marry. Right. Like, we're doing this. Like, we're in. Like, oh. I met Ira on February. Our first date was February 6 2021. We were married on February
0: 22. Yeah. What? <laughs> oh, my yep. gosh. Esty, that's yeah, old country. Totally, that right totally,
1: there. like totally. We got engaged in three and a you half months, we,
0: which is so rare, so yeah. rare. I think my husband and I were married within two years of meeting each other, and we were 22 and 24, and it was just like, there's no reason not to. Like, you know, there's sort of, sometimes I think there's like a vibe of like, I, at this point can't imagine it wasn't even I can't imagine my life without him but like I kind of know like there is nobody better yeah yeah for me well out there like there you know because there's all these things just fit 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 yeah
1: so I was I met Ira right after my 29th birthday and I had dated like a bunch of people before him like nothing yeah like even even like and I just felt like if it wasn't it, I was like moving on. Like I wasn't like, let me like yeah. draw something out. Like I was like, if it's not in, it, it's not it. I wasn't trying to make something fit in a, like as the puzzle piece that didn't fit. And when I met Ira, it was like, that was it. Like we had to even like, it was like first date. And then I saw him the next week for a second date. And then I saw him two days after then. And it would just, it was flowing. And it was just, then it became, it was like, well, I was seeing him every day. And, and so when we got engaged to, I'm sure to the outside world, they were like, are they crazy? Three and a half months. They're crazy. Well, now we're married almost two years together, almost three years. And it, it works for us.
0: It's going to, it's going to be an amazing, God willing decades together. Mm -hmm. Did you have anything you were talking about being sad about the ceremony being over the wedding being over the whole, the whole (laughs) whole Michigan. did you have, I always encourage my couples to try and, and create or, or carry forward some heirlooms, like parts of the ceremony that you have in your home that you can look at and be like, now that, that was, it not only was it symbolizing our new home together, but it was actually starting our new home together. Did you use, do you have like the kiddish cup that you still yeah. use or so anything like that? We do like still that?
1: have the kiddish cup, which actually we use the one from Ira's bar mitzvah. So that was like really sweet. Oh, <gasps> yes. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's so um, good.
1: And the glass, like for the breaking glass, we actually saved to get put into mezuzah, which we'll put up in our new house, which is somewhat around the corner, we'll be moving. So we'll put it up then. And then um I actually preserved my bouquet into a tray. Oh yes. Yeah.
0: Oh my gosh. So it's like, yeah. So you could be real dewy with that tray. We've got we have a lot of holidays. We serve (laughs) a lot of food. Exactly. So you can definitely use it. (laughs) (laughs) So guys, Esty is super pro. She is, you're still in the wedding planning business. If anybody wants to consult with you or work with you, or just find you to ask you questions that nobody else can answer because nobody else is as much of a maven as you, how can they find you and how can you help
1: them? So, um, for anybody who's new to like, um, hearing about my podcast, I host a podcast weekly called The Bride Tender, which I interview different vendors in the industry and kind of get their take on what they do. And like, um, I discuss like ways to save money on your special day and working with the best vendors in the business. So you can always, always follow me at The Bride Tender and, and just like, Always feel free to reach out. You could DM me, you could email me. My link and everything is in my bio um, for you to email me. And we I can kind of walk you through all the things. Listen, I have a lot of people who reach out to me. They're like, I'm really stressed about this. I'm really this. And I I think I'm like good at talking people off the ledge. So you can always reach out to me there. Um and then my event planning business is EventPire. Um, so I do wedding planning for couples. Um, I do mainly New York and New Jersey, but I am willing to travel for the, you know, if as long as I'm available, but even if you're outside of, you know, tri-state area and you just have questions or you need somebody to work with who's in your area, I could probably refer you to somebody.
0: Oh my gosh, what an incredible resource because I know that people sometimes are wondering, like, whether I'm picking the right person. Is this person like vetted? Is or am I just going to end up like spending my money on nothing? You know, the biz. And you know, I think that that's that's such a wonderful offer and so sweet. And if somebody is planning a Jewish wedding and on the East Coast and they're maybe a little clueless about some of the elements of that, you've got plenty of experience. And so you can you can speak to all of that and even from a personal place. I loved hearing about your wedding. Guys, I'm going to link whatever photos or blog posts or whatever Esty says is fine. I'm going to put in the show notes so you all can see the splendor of her gorgeous wedding. And Esty, I feel very, very lucky that you shared just a small part of that with us and uh, and helped set the scene for us and gave us your experiences. And just thank you from the bottom of my heart and from all my listeners. <laughs> It was so, so
1: fun. fun. I've been dying to come on a podcast. And the fact that I got to talk about my wedding, I love that. I love that you wanted to hear. Uh, I, we could, it was awesome.
0: We could have fly, five we more episodes put, about it. But put. so, yeah. Any. <laughs> So anybody who wants to talk to Esty, you can hear how delightful she is at the bride tender on Instagram and all her information is there and invite her on your podcast. Everybody see how delightful oh. she is.
1: Well, thank you so much. All right. Thank you, you so you. much, Esty.
0: All right. Have a wonderful Thanks. evening. Thanks. Drive safe. Too.
1: Bye. Bye.
0: Well, everyone, I have had the best time being your rabbi for this episode. I'm so glad you joined me for another little bit of insight into planning your perfect Jewish or interfaith wedding. Until you can smash that glass on your big day, you'd might as well smash that subscribe button for this podcast. I don't want you to miss a single thing. Remember, you can always find me, Rabbi Leanne, on Instagram at at yourohiorabbi all one word, for even more tips, tricks, recommendations, and wisdom on Jewish weddings. If you want to work with me on your wedding, you'll find all the info you need at yourohiorabbi.com. Until next time, remember, you deserve the perfect wedding for you. Don't settle for anything less.